All right, another edition of the Matt on the Mic podcast coming up in this episode. Uh, no Nick tonight, so we only had two-thirds of the Tomlinites, but uh, we had a good time this evening chatting me, Juan, Chris. We first uh, sort of dissected the Super Bowl a little bit and then examined my head coach ranking list that these guys have been waiting for for a while. Uh, no surprise after last night who's top of the list. And then we went into the cliche coaches corner and uh, had a real fun time with that. So that is all coming up next. Okay, we are back. The podcast is rolling. I have the right microphone working. Chris is here. Juan is here. Hello. And Hello. we're recapping the Super Bowl, which we were just talking about uh, before we hit record. That um, I've had people text me today wondering how we did. The answer is not good. On our picks. Well, let's be let's be real let's be real clear here. Some of the bets that we talked about on that show, and that we all seem to be under the same understanding, something got lost in translation, and we ended up taking the opposite of what we said that's, was going to happen. No, that's not true. No, I think I placed the correct ones. He just sent me the wrong thing. No, the... come on. You, no, come on. Uh, got it, got it, got it. Matt we also Cole. lost got some bet. Like, they weren't there anymore by the time I tried to do it. By yeah, time I Matt think that was... the money and I had to get it moved over. Some I stuff was gone. That was a bummer. The, the fact that, although we, yeah. we were under nine and a half Rihanna songs, I think, and that went over. Wait, it... Oh, it went over. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think it was ten. And what was the official yeah. anthem I, time? I have no idea. This is the first year that I can recall where the anthem, I felt like I saw 204, 207, 209, 206. I feel like it was all over the board. And the fact that you went to go place that on Wednesday, Thursday, I don't think it was Friday. That seems too late. And the bet was wiped off the board. I'm so confused at what the national anthem over under time officially was. I think, because the thing is that, like, the sports book has to have rules, like, what I'm used to is from the beginning of the first word till the end of the last word. That's the national anthem's like time. So like there there might be like an instrumental like like intro, but like that doesn't count. Yeah, I think it is the first word, and that was also where I screwed up because I, I as soon as he played the first note, I press record or time or whatever, and so that messed me up. You know, so according a caveat, but I couldn't remember what the actual caveat was for when it started and ended. And I don't know if every sports book is the same. They could do it differently. By the way, so DraftKings has it at 201. Oh, see, that seems too low compared to everything else I saw. Uh, I did go to Spotify today. I was listening to Chris Stapleton. His uh, This Is Chris Stapleton. Pretty solid. You guys, I think he actually did a really good job. Oh, I think it was a great. Yeah, I think he did a very nice job. But and did did we all see Nick Sirianni just tears streaming down his face? I kind of felt bad for him. No, like the cameras just like zooming in, like get that, get that, get that. <laughs> you know, in like the production booth, they're like, you see him crying. Keep zooming in, zooming. He's, zoom he's in. crying. Get oh, him, get him. That, every camera. Is that one tear? Oh my god, he's bawling. Focus, zoom in. He, Two tears! Oh my god! <laughs> so I had this theory too. Okay, so did you guys notice that he went? It, the camera went from Sirianni, who was just weeping his eyes out, and then it cut over to um, Jason Kelsey, the Eagles Kelsey, and I wondered if 
they were showing Sirianni on the big screen in Arizona, and he saw it. So Jason Kelsey saw his coach weeping because it kind of looked like Jason Kelsey was looking up at the screen, and then it seemed like he kind of emotionally got a little choked up when the camera cut to him and he saw it was on him, and he's like, oh. And it made me wonder if, like, oh, my God, Eagles are freaking totally all the way bought in on this Sirianni guy. They would go to war for this dude. Listen, if you see Sirianni crying, you cry. It seems like me cry. It seems like, like everything they did after the game. Obviously, we know how it ended, but it seemed like after the game too, they were just so poised, and everybody was so respectful about the fact that they freaking tanked the Super Bowl. That I I'd feel really good if I was an Eagles fan this morning, even after that terrible loss. I mean, I wouldn't consider it a terrible loss. I mean, it was 35 to 35 with a minute 45 left. I mean, what more can you ask for Well, to be in it in the fourth quarter? Maybe don't let them score every time they get the ball in the second half. That could be one thing you ask for. That's asking for too much. No, that's too much. (laughs) They're going to score every time it's Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I mean... Yeah, you're playing against literally the greatest quarterback known to man in this universe, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think we found out this weekend that you were like super anti-Mahomes for whatever reason. God, you hate him. All right, listen, man, the guys, listen, listen. Like, all of a sudden, everyone forgets that all other quarterbacks exist, and they're like, Mahomes, did you see him throw the sidearm? No one's ever done that. Did you? Okay, no so... look pass? Not a single person has ever no look pass. <laughs> so... I, think it's, I think my problem is with freaking Tony Romo and – his, uh, we'll keep it not explicit this time, but his gargling of certain extremities. <laughs> he didn't even do the Super Bowl though. You're, you're mad at him. And he I know, but we're, <laughs> I know, but it, it's like, it was the year basically. Chris, every, okay, so basically, Chris has been Pavlov dogged by Tony Romo in regards to Patrick Mahomes. Listen, okay. I just, I just, I get it. He's good, but like, let's, let's relax. So did you, did you see the, uh, Chris, you would have loved it. The report that um, – I, I didn't look into it too much, but the report that Mahomes was working on a new sidearm freaking weird throw for the Super Bowl for the purposes of being able to whip it off if he could in the Super Bowl. No, I didn't see that. But hold on. Can I can I just soapbox one more time? Okay. <laughs> First of all, everyone saw at the end of the half him in absolute <sighs> agony over his ankle. Comes out second half like like nothing's ever happened to him. After the game, this guy this guy has the gourd to come out there and say, "Oh no, I didn't get the shot. I didn't get the, I didn't get the painkiller shot." Yeah, right, dude. He's just try, he's just saying that to make himself look better. So I made the comment to Kristen. I turned at one point and said, "I don't really take much. I, I don't find it that incredible that like, oh my gosh, look at the perseverance from Mahomes." One, it's the flipping Super Bowl. You think the guy's going to be like, ooh, actually, yeah, can I just like chill <laughs> yeah, out and put some ice on it? Second, <laughs> can I just, I'm, I'm kind of done, Coach. Yeah, yeah, take me out. Sub me out, Coach. Put Henny in. The other thing is th- this dude is like playing for a professional football team worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You don't think he's getting better care than me when I twist my ankle and I pop a couple ibuprofens and put it up with a bag of peas. Like, this guy is obviously getting much better care than... He's getting morphine. They gave him morphine, yeah. so he couldn't feel anything. Yeah, he's he's fine, okay? He's... We don't, you don't think they put a bag of peas on his <laughs> on his ankle at ice while <laughs> They're Andy like, Reed... listen, this is the best we can do. 
Well, Andy Reid's up there giving them a halftime speech. They're like, where's Patrick? And they're like dicking through the freezer trying to see what they can find. And <laughs> Andy's like, he's like, okay, Patrick, here, take this one little Advil. <laughs> Andy's like, uh, guys, I got an extra, I got an extra uh, fridge back here. You can uh, pull some peas out if you want. Okay, so we're, we're segging into the Andy Reid talk. So you guys have been eager for my head coach ranking. So I figured I'd, that, that's what I'd have you on here today for. And it worked out pretty timely because I, I do have Andy Reid top of the, of the food chain, uh, top of all the head coaches. So here's how I figured we'd do this. I'm going to give you guys my head coach rankings, and I, I'm just going to let you feast. It's like putting a carcass out there for vultures. And So first, before we start, can we have like your, your, just your mindset going into this like who'd you who'd you consider like what were the rules like what what are we talking here okay so uh, i went with your criteria i said okay so what are we even going to rank a head coach based off of blah, blah and you guys told me you base it off of super bowls so super bowl wins super- okay first of all i don't think we ever said this put it it's in the text I, I, we it's in the okay, text okay find it i'm going to no, subpoena ab- you guys it. all right I'll find okay it. subpoena and find it i'll find but it when you guys I'm pretty are sure we, ravenously I, i'm pretty me. sure john said quote it's your list that is exactly what I said. Yeah, but that was after you guys had given me some I think instruction. You're trying to, I think you're trying to preempt what we know is coming in this list by saying it was our fault that a certain person is so high on this list. So, listeners, <laughs> do not be full, fooled here. Matt is trying to deceive you. I'm, I'm going back and looking at the text. Okay, absolutely. Go, I'm go glad we got this in writing so we can know for certain. In about in a couple minutes, I'm gonna hear Matt say, "Oh, I can't find it," but I remember you guys saying it. I'll keep looking. I can't find it right away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just Possibly. need to find. Okay, that. you know what? Well, we can make a we can make an emergency pod when you find it. You know, don't worry about that. No, I'm I'm going to find it. I just need to not run the. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Here's. I, those those were the, the parameters you guys gave me. Super Bowl wins, okay, that's not... Super Bowl appearances, and then losing seasons. Okay, and I figure I'm going to give this to you guys in descending order, and then just let you guys kind of simmer on the results of this very intricate okay. census. Um, okay, so 32 is an open spot for the Arizona. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. We're, we're going 32 to we're one on this? 32. I thought we were going to get, like, top oh my five. God. Can <laughs> we get, cut to the chase, man? Okay, no, no, no. I'll, I'll blitz through some quicker than others. But, no, I'm giving you the full list. You asked for it. You're getting the freaking okay, list. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But you're going to have a little assignment after this. Okay, that's fair. So go ahead. All right, so 32, the Cardinals don't have a coach. 31. By the way, I found the conversation in the group chat, by the way, if you want me to. Yeah, uh, please, please right, go here we go. It. Yeah. What, what so, date are we looking at, Juan? This is uh, Friday, uh, sorry, February 2nd at 3.08. Matt said, uh, come prepared with your best two to three Super Bowl prop bets. Um, no, this is not the right conversation. This, no, this then conversation you said, honestly, though, we may have to do top head coaches another time. So you brought up the top head coaches another time. Chris said you're just delaying because you have to keep Tomlin too high, and that breaks down your whole argument. Oh, no, I have Tomlin. I have him high. You guys then you said tentatively, But then you said... Tom went tentatively at five, and then you said, uh, but I was told my criteria are Super Bowls and Super Bowl appearances that skews the data. And I said, isn't any criteria going to skew the data based on the criteria? Chris said, I don't remember giving you any criteria. It's your list of current head coaches. That's where we got to. You can do what you want to do. 
I think it's funny that... And we kept arguing about it more. The but. amount of times that if you search Tomlin in our group chat, <laughs> <laughs> it's far too much. It's uh, I, When I do that, my iPhone heats up like physically, just like... All right, I, I'm going to have to go back. Why is this... Mine finds it 155 times. You said Tomlin. I searched head coach, and it's telling me I had... 1700 results that's not possible i mean you must talk about head coaches a lot no that ain't accurate all right here we go so i have 31 this new colts coach who's coming over from the eagles and 30 d'amico ryan so those guys are all awash but they're barely considerable these are my five worst wait wait wait. so can we can we stop for a second if you were ranking things by that criteria then you don't even need to say the list i feel like that's not your top head coach that's just ranking just, head coaches by those three things just respect the process like it's here. a static okay honor, right. honor philadelphia give, give us your list honestly i'll okay. start listening when you get to 10 but just go okay. ahead and give everyone well, go I, ahead. I figured you might like Let's this go. this next these are the worst five coaches in the nfl in my opinion okay. so todd bowles matt eberflew of the bears dennis allen of the saints arthur smith of the falcons josh mcdaniels of the raiders arthur smith smith really you don't like him? No. Okay, what, fair enough. What? What? Do, okay, we're not getting into Arthur Smith, but I don't know what okay. what I have to be positive with that guy. Okay, so then we get Robert Sala, Brandon Staley at twenty three. Sorry, Juan. Ron Rivera twenty two. Sorry, Chris. Kevin Stefanski twenty one. Fair enough. Okay, top twenty. Kevin O'Connell twenty of the Vikings. Matt Lafleur nineteen for the Packers. Maybe a little low. Number 18, right above him, same division, Dan Campbell, the Lions. <clears throat> Good news, one. You got a top 17 coach. Uh, forgot his first name. Frank Reich of the Panthers. And just outside of the top 15, Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins. Okay. Okay. Uh, so here's your top 15. Uh, Nick Sirianni of the Eagles at 15. Right below, Zach Taylor of the Bengals. Brian Dable, maybe a little high at 13 after his debut season. Mike McCarthy, cracking the top 12. And then Sean McDermott, number 11. Okay, my, my, uh, I feel like you got Sirianni a little low there, considering what he just did this year and getting to the Super Bowl. But Okay, so I thought about that. I guess that. it depends on your criteria, but okay, keep going. Well, so I thought about that. Um, Sirianni, two seasons, no losing seasons, one Super Bowl appearance. I will be interested to see... Wait, how many losing seasons? Zero. Okay. Um, wow. That's impressive. Now that's, that's an accomplishment. Okay, keep... Can, 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 sorry, I just wanted to say that I will, out loud for well, the so viewers. The point I'll make you did walk into that one, so... <clears throat> yeah. No, so that... Well, I have it all tracked here. You guys will see it soon enough. Um, I will say for the Eagles, it's, I don't know if you guys can give your in, input on this. I think it's a little concerning. Jalen Hurts is proven that he's solid but so now they're losing their offense coordinator and they're are they going to pay hurts so like where what are the what do the eagles in 2023 look like compared to this season is i think a big question that's being talked about these 48 hours after the super bowl do they have jalen hurts um Devontae smith and shoot i can't even, the, the other guy AJ AJ brown, brown. AJ brown. incredible down the stretch and goddard do they have those four players? Yes. Then I think their offense will be just fine. Okay. Here's the reason I gave it to Dayball, I think, over Zach Taylor and Sirianni. 
year one, and he did it with freaking Daniel Jones. The other guys had Burrow and Jalen Hurts, and Dable had Danny Dimes. I give him a bit more credit. Uh, all right, so here's your top ten. Number ten. Hold on. So, so hold on. Can we? I just want to ask something. So, sure. You're giving Brian Dayball credit for doing very well when he was dealt a crappy hand. Yeah. And, and what was it? What was the score of that game when he played against Sirianni in the playoffs? Can you remind me of that score? Uh, it was like forty-four to seven, wasn't it? Okay, and he's a better head coach right now. Okay. Well, I don't think his talent on his team is even close to what the Eagles had. I mean, all we heard. Oh, from... I agree, but I just don't know if losing forty-four to seven is uh, in, in the playoffs is to end up doing a great job there at that point. Well, we st- I, I'll flip it on you there, sir. One. All right. Uh, the fact that he made the playoffs and went nine wins with a team that got thoroughly thumped by a team who was way better top to bottom. I um, did it in the same division as that team that destroyed him. I feel like it's fairly admirable. So can I, I, it is can admirable. I, I'm just saying I think he probably should be below. This is where I stand was. at this moment right now, too, because when we get to number one and two on my list, that's obviously going to be uh, in the present time and not in NFL history. So can I just draw just so I can follow your? I know your where you go. Process. Yeah, really I, this is not so not clever. So, <laughs> so theoretically, a coach that is starting Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges and still manages a winning season—that's a plus, right? Just kind of like how Dable did it. Yeah, I'm with you. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, continue on. <laughs> That's not related to anything. He's just asking. No, 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 no. I just wanted to make sure I understood yeah. your ranking. Okay, yeah. continue. All right. So, number 10, I put this guy, the more I thought about it, the more I put him lower and lower, guys. Kyle Shanahan of the Niners at 10. So, this is kind of interesting. Six seasons as a head coach, two Super Bowl appearances, three losing seasons. That guy is feast or famine. It's like they're making the Super Bowl or they suck. Cool, 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 cool. Continue right. on. Number he, he nine. Him... Oh, I thought he was nine. No, that was ten. Nine, Vrabel, who I like. Number eight, Sean McVay. Uh, number seven, Pete Carroll. Number six, John Harbaugh. And I think those two and Mike Tomlin are all in the same category because I have Tomlin five. So they're rounding out the list. Top five, Mike Tomlin. Right above him, Sean Payton. Um... Three, Doug Peterson. Two, Belichick. One, Andy Reid. And Sean Payton and Mike Tomlin, I stared at that for a long while. So, going across the board, Mike Tomlin, uh, two Super Bowls, one Super Bowl win, uh, zero losing seasons in 16 seasons. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, Sean Payton, four losing seasons in 15 seasons, one Super Bowl appearance. He's one for one in the Super Bowl. So take me through your thought process between the Reed Belichick at one and two. All right. And do you think you fell for a little bit of recency bias? No. Okay. And I, I thought going into it that maybe I had. Uh, how do I get rid of it? Okay. I thought that I had, but no, I don't believe so. And the reason being, when I looked into more in-depth their like holistic time in the NFL, so Belichick, 28 seasons, seven losing seasons. So he's basically 75% of the time he has a winning season. Uh, Andy Reid, 24 NFL seasons, 
three losing seasons. So he's working at a just about a 15%, 85% of the time he has a winning season. Belichick, six of nine in Super Bowls. Andy Reid, two of four, which statistically is is right there hanging with Belichick. What we've also found out is since Brady left, um, in hindsight, might have been a big reason why the Patriots were winning Super Bowls. Andy Reid, though, was making Super Bowls before he got Mahomes. He's just now winning them with Mahomes. Who did he have before Mahomes? Donovan McNabb. Yeah, I know. Pretty good quarterback, too. It ain't no Mahomes. Ain't no Brady. No, he's not, but he's still a pretty good quarterback. He's like a B, B plus. I have to go back and look at his stats from those years. It's not like he got there with nobody. No, but Belichick has never done anything without Brady. So that was sort of my reasoning for kind of going into this Andy Reid narrative as to the best coach in the NFL. And so I will say this too, that I think right now this is an Andy Reid top of the totem pole, king of the hill, because there's a chance he could win next year. There's a chance he could win in the next two. He could win one in two years. I think the fact that he's in the present moment got a chance to maybe add to his resume, I think gives him a little a little bit of an oomph over Belichick right now. I think Belichick's done winning Super Bowls. I don't know if you guys Yeah, I kind of agree. <laughs> the Patriots, yeah, they're RIP Nick, but they ain't going nowhere fast. Uh, so, I mean, there's a chance that Andy Reid can go three for five in Super Bowls. So, okay, so do we know how old Andy Reid is? I thought, I feel like we just looked it up last week. Any 62 or 67? 60-something? 62, that's young. 64, I was in the... 64, that's still kind of young. We could do this a little while longer. I think for him it's a matter of does he want to, and it seems like he said they'll, he'll stick around if they'll have him next year, but it seems like for him it's going right, to be I don't a know of, why, like... That's like that's like if in between like Brady's like run, Belichick was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of done." Like I, he's not going anywhere. I think for him though, there's bigger things than football. I, I don't think he's a a lifer like Belichick or or Pete Carroll even on this list. Or really, because hasn't he been around football his entire life? Yeah, but I'm saying I don't think he, I don't think it's something that defines him. I don't think he needs to. I mean, this is a guy that wears Hawaiian shirts my kind of guy for fun like he he's not so rigidly devoted to his craft that you know he he's just got to keep doing it because he knows nothing else this is a guy who's like seen tragedy and and i think has a bigger world view outside of football that he might just be like you know what this has been a fun ride what a hell of a time i'm done <clears throat> do you know what the uh kansas city chiefs so uh, Andy Reid as the head coach without Mahomes. Mahomes not playing. He's out. What's their record? What do you think it would be? They played 18 games. Thank you, stat department. I looked it up before I asked you. Um, no, I'm saying thank you for the 18, so we have something to pull oh, yeah. from. So how many games he's won without Mahomes out of 18 games? Yep. And that's without Mahomes starting. Uh, 13. Yes. What do you think, Chris? More or less than that? Less. 
It is less. He's only won 10. 10 and 8 without Mahomes. Hmm. That was high. I would have thought it would have been more because I thought they did very well the year that they had Alex Smith. What'd they go that year? Stat department. I don't have that much information. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I thought it was just a click away from where you were. Oh, was it 2017? Sure. That's how, Yeah, because I think Mahomes was a 2018 pick. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They had nine wins that year. Uh, so nine, nine and seven. That's a winning record. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like I said, he's been in the league 24 years. He's had three losing seasons. So, you know, that's, that's the holy grail of how good you are as a coach. So... <clears throat> All right. Are you ready? Are you ready, Matt? Sure. Are you ready? Okay. The Steelers have just fired Mike Tomlin. Mm. And every single coach is available to hire. Okay. Every single coach and coordinator is available to hire. Is your top 10 any different? I don't understand the question. Of of okay okay of of <laughs> coaches you you would you would hire you would want at the Steelers. Uh, like, would you take Reed over Belichick? Would you take Belichick over Peterson? You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I did that with this exercise too. I try to do that usually when making a list because I try to be like, would I rather have this over that? Would I rather have Andy Reid over Belichick right now? Yes. Would I rather have Belichick over Doug Peterson right now? No, probably not, because Peterson's 20 years younger and seems to have a lot more life in him as a football coach. Would I rather have Peterson over Peyton? Yes. Would I rather have Peyton over Tomlin? The way the league is skewed towards offense? Yeah. Would I rather have Tomlin over Harbaugh? Yeah. Uh, That was one I went back and forth on a lot, too. I do think Harbaugh has done more with less. But... I think the players really vibe well with Tomlin, so I'd probably take Tomlin over Harbaugh. Harbaugh over Pete Carroll, again, another toss-up, but I think Pete's probably closer to the end than not. So, yeah, Harbaugh over Carroll. Carroll over McVay, no. I think that's another legacy pedigree resume thing. McVay over Vrabel, yeah, probably. Vrabel over Shanahan, that's toss-up. Did that answer your question? A little bit. So your biggest gripe with the Steelers is they lack a young offensive mind that you think are a dime a dozen no, in the not. NFL. They're not a dime a dozen. You think that you can just fire your head coach and boom, the next Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan is going to walk right through that door. So uh, no, let me let me permission to re- retort your honor. Uh, yeah, because, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because uh, Brian Dable was just hired this year. Zach Taylor was hired two years back. Sirianni was hired two years back. Mike McDaniel was hired this year. Frank Reich was hired within the last half decade. Uh, Kevin O'Connell was hired this year. Stefanski was hired two years ago. Brandon Staley hired two years ago. That's all the middle of the pack in terms of NFL head coaches. All leaning offense, all young. Tomlin is by no means old, but I do think he's – He's definitely not an offensive coach. And I think just because you've been doing something for a long time, 
adequately doesn't mean that that needs to be the plan going forward. You also Kevin have a O'Connell. mistake on your spreadsheet, by the way. You have the wrong head coach on one of those teams. Can't take you seriously. Oof. What team? Look harder. Oh, now you got me confused. All right, just spoil it for us. The, the listener's getting bored <laughs> while they wait for, for Matt oh, wait, wait, to wait, find wait, wait. the on, mistake hold on, hold on. in the spreadsheet. <clears throat> Did I, it's not a McDaniel thing, in it? Because I, I had or a Connell, O'Connell thing. No, it's it's the no no no. It's not that. Well, I, this is makes for bad for the listeners, but it's in the group you're in now, right there. We weren't talking about this team too. I just caught that when I was looking. I don't even know what you're talking about. Zach Taylor, Bengals, Sirianni, Eagles. Yep. Keep going. Oh yeah, Bills. Yeah, I had it in my mind that he was. Yeah. Okay. So for listeners who bother listening to this, Brian Dables, coach of the Giants. Oh, sorry, Juan. <laughs> I just hurt your credibility. I did yeah, a little bit. I did most of these off the top of my head, so you know, just got a wide knowledge base of of coaches and NFL head coaches. You guys can see that list now, right? If you wanted to, I'm not even looking at it. I I'm looking at it. Much. I couldn't remember what you said. So hold it for posterity. I'm gonna frame it. I thought your question you were asking me, Chris, was how many coaches on this list would I dump Tomlin for? That's a good one. Go ahead. Okay, so Andy Reid, Doug Peterson. I don't know if I'd dump him for... I don't know. Yeah, probably Sean Payton. Uh, Probably no to John Harbaugh. So what am I at? How many coaches? Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, Sean Payton, McVay. I take a flyer on Shanahan. I made the point to you guys in text. Mike McCarthy is doing what Tomlin's doing, but he just gets roasted because he's the Cowboys coach and he's had four losing seasons. Oh, God. Whereas Tomlin hasn't had anywhere close to that many losing seasons. I'd take a flyer on Dable. I'd take – I don't know about Zach Taylor. I don't know about that guy. Sirianni, Mike McDaniel. I'm kind of – Juan, this is for you. I'm kind of talking myself into Frank Reich. I don't know if I'd trade <laughs> Tomlin for him, that. but – so that's eight. How many years until you, you realize that's a mistake? Okay, so I got eight coaches that I'd take over Tomlin. And so they're all out of that top 16 range. Cool, 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 cool. Now, let me ask you a question. Because <clears throat> usually, you know, you don't get your choice of, of currently employed head coaches. So can you name the coordinators you would dump Tomlin for? No. Defensive or, or, or offensive? No. So you have you you have no coordinators that come to your mind that you would get rid of Tomlin for. No, because let me say this: I, the Steelers' way. I don't know if you guys know this, but they've had three head coaches since like 1969. I um, didn't ask about the Steelers' way. You're in charge. Okay, if I'm in charge, then I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm tied for. The most Super Bowls in NFL history. I've got a tremendous national fan base. I've got a tremendous national marketing base and opportunity. I don't think it's terribly off base to think I could go to a coach like a Sean Payton and be like, "Yo, man, can, what can we like? How can we do this? How can we make it work? Why don't you come coach the Pittsburgh Steelers? You got a, a young offense. 
it's the Steelers. They generally have a pretty good defense most of the time. Why don't you come coach here and try and bring this place back to what they're used to doing in terms of winning? Didn't they win with good defense? Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Glad we established that. <laughs> I got another question for you. But I, I, would, I would argue, too, how many teams have won off defense the last few years that aren't Belichick teams? Uh, do you consider the Tampa Bay Bucks that held Brady, the Chiefs no. to non-point? Tom Brady. Okay, so that you just you just because you're saying Tom Brady, you just eliminated like eighty percent of super like teams. <laughs> like I don't they didn't know. Win I don't that game you. because of Brady. No, I know that. Yeah, that they won because of defense. defensive team. No, that that was a good one. Um, I just think the way the league is skewing is offense. And I think to, to blindly be like, well, we're still going to be defense is just the wrong way to go about it. It's stubborn. Um, all right. What about if, all right, Steelers fire Mike Tomlin. You have to hire a new head coach. You have to commit to them, though, for seven years. Can't fire them for seven years. So you have to give them. It's a long-term type thing. Who's your list then? For candidates you would take, you got to give them at least seven years. Well, I will answer, but I also think the question's bogus because not a soul makes it seven years anymore. Gone right, are the five days. Years. Five years. Mm, too long. Didn't you just say that the Steelers have had like three head coaches in the last <laughs> 250 years? So if we're keeping things the Steeler way. They're also ignorant and they don't adapt to the current environment. So they're, they're an outlier. They're an anomaly. Um, to answer your question, Juan, I'd probably go with keep them for five years. I think I'd go Sean Payton's in there. I think he said seven years. No, he don't. lowered it to five. He lowered it to five because seven's he's truly complaining about Okay, seven. wow, wow. Doug Peterson, Andy Reid. I would have raised it to ten years. John Gruden deal. That's it. That's what I was going to say at first. I went down to seven. So That's it. Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, Sean Payton. Well, you dump it to seven years. How many dudes on this list have been with their current team for seven years? I was thinking that for five years, actually. I don't know how many have been there for five. It's The list is it's Reed Belichick, Tomlin Harbaugh, Pete Carroll. This is how many years? Five. Seven? Just five. Five? Just McVeigh. McVeigh. McVeigh, I think. On... Vrabel. Shanahan. Vrabel. Shanahan. Okay. Like pretty much your whole top ten, I think ten top real, realistically. So about ten of the top twelve. No, yeah, the top the top twelve has been with their current team. Well, no, because Peter, no, Peterson hasn't. McCarthy hasn't. Okay, so ten of twelve have been with their current team. Let me ask you a question, Matt. And this is kind of veering, veering off the coaching and more, and more just team based, but. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that Kenny Pickett is your starter for the next 12 years? Oh, my God. That's outrageous, too. 12 years. Um, for the next. Okay, 10 years. I was say, I mean, for 10 years. What I'm, are we talking? Uh, End of his rookie contract and then a four or five-year you know, extension. 60% confident. 60% confident. Any other team? It's pretty. Probably in the 50%. But because it's the Steelers, they'll be like, oh, well, we 
we gotta trust this guy and just go with him because we drafted him. <clears throat> All right. Well, do you think? I think. Okay. We'll... I I I I was gonna ask another question. All right, go for it. I'm getting lots of questions. Okay. Okay. Question. If the Steelers had the second overall pick right now, would they take a quarterback? No. Would you take a quarterback if you were the Steelers? No. Interesting, interesting, no. interesting. I take as much as I pay attention to that team, I take offensive line or secondary. And that's what I think they should take the first round anyway. But enough about the Steelers. You guys want to do some coaches corner? Wait, can I have one can I have one just one more statement about that? You don't think they should take another Diva wide receiver that's gonna be a okay. cancer in the locker room? Okay, for the right, next get back years? to the Steeler way. Is that is that yeah, a the shot Steeler way? That, is that? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is George. If you're listening, sorry, bud. We know he's listening too. Yeah, George is out there definitely listening to this podcast. Um, I'm just trying to think of the last few years. Imagine I'm trying to come up with the right comparison. Let's do Jamar Chase. Imagine if Jamar Chase was on the Bengals and they were like, hmm, that's great. Tyler Boyd's our number one, and we're going to treat him as such. Jamar, just go, go over there and be available when we want you to. How do you, you think, saying that how do you think is equal to Jamar Chase right now? I think talent-wise, yes. Someone write that down. That's fine. I, I will stand. Do you, want me, do you want me to take that out of the podcast, or you want to no. leave that in? Yeah, we'll give you a mulligan on that one. We'll cut. We'll cut this I'll last thirty out. seconds. Right. Don't worry. I, I'm not going to defend that, but yeah. I, okay. I think Let me write that down because we're going to come be coming to that that's next fine. year for I've, sure. I've already considered George Pickens to be a top twenty receiver. It is embarrassing how pathetically they use him, and the fact that they think Deontay Three Option Johnson is their number one. When his three options are fumble, run backwards, or drop it, um, George Pickens like rarely dropped the ball. They threw it in his zip code. The dude caught it. So the fact that they're pretending that he's their number two is um, is discouraging at the least and ridiculously, again, ignorant at, at most. Yeah, he's really talented, and I, I would say it's similar to that. And that's why it feels so outrageous to you guys, is because he's so talented, and they're like. Yeah, just, like, go stand over there. We'll get you when we need you. Like, run over to the sideline. We'll, like, barely almost throw it out of bounds. you got to make some miracle toe catch thing. Uh, yeah, thanks, George. And when he gets pissed off, people are just going to say what you guys are saying, which is, oh, he's a diva. Yeah, because he's freaking talented, and he's damn good, and they don't throw him the ball. Shoot, maybe someone should talk to that quarterback. Yeah, you mean the guy who's handcuffed by a bozo, a coordinator? We're, we're dive-tailing too much into my rants. Let's do some Coach Cliche Corner here. Do we have to? I don't. Yes, and you're first really up. Prepared. You're first up. Shit. Yeah, you don't know who I'm going to ask you. All right, Cliche Coaches Corner, for anybody who might list, be listening for first time, uh, where we impersonate coaches, and we just come up with some trite cliches, and we act as if we are the coach. We need, like, a little sound for this. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right awesome awesome that's all a right. good sound so here we go uh except oh look at this before the coach can speak we have a player has come up to the podium and uh i'm so excited for this chris 
Yes. Patrick Mahomes is, has uh, made an appearance at the podium, so I need you to, to be Patrick Mahomes here for a minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. Okay. Patrick, how, how exciting is it to win another Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, I absolutely love winning Super Bowls. Hey, Patrick, we saw you took a, a pretty big hit there in the second quarter, and uh, it looked like your ankle was hurt. How, how's your ankle feeling right now? Nope, it wasn't hurt at all. That was just me acting. I'm in State Farm commercials. Uh, no pain. No, I might have looked like I was wincing, but that was just for the cameras. Patrick, do you think you're going to win again next year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but I lead the league in no-look passes and sidearm passes. Hey, Patrick, uh, what do you think of the uh, the job of your head coach, Andy Reid, has done, and just how important <laughs> is he to this team as a leader? I I think Andy Reid has, has been the best thing for the Chiefs, and for me personally, um, he actually officiated my wedding. I love him that much. Um, he actually talks to my wife for me because she can get kind of crazy. Um, and he was in State Farm commercials with me because, remember, I'm Patrick Mahomes and I'm in State Farm commercials. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Oh, here, here comes the uh, chief head coach, Andy Reid. Juan, you're Andy Reid. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here to answer your questions. Thanks, Andy. Andy, how's it feel? You're on top again. Some are now talking about your legacy here. How does it all feel? Oh, I'm just so happy to be here. And uh, I was listening to a podcast this morning, Matt, on the mic, and he had me as his number one head coach. And so I'm just thrilled right now, just on top of the world, what these guys did. And just so happy for these fans, you know, because everyone was doubting us and we're back on top, baby. Uh, uh, coach, coach, um, I believe Terry Bradshaw said, quote, waddle on over here to you up at the stand after the winning the Super Bowl. What do you what did you think about that? I love Terry. You know, I love him like a father, and you know, just to be up there with him and just be with those guys, it, it was amazing. And you know, Terry, Terry's getting a little up there in age, and it, it's just good to see him and Coach, happy Coach, to just be up there and give that speech to those fans. Coach, could you smell the bourbon on Terry Bradshaw's breath? Because he he looked like he was going to fall over. He looked hammered. Honestly, I wasn't paying too much attention to him. Uh, I was getting kind of hungry actually, being up there thinking about what we're going to do to celebrate afterwards. I don't know where we're going to go. Uh, me and the offensive linemen, we're starting to talk here, and we're not really sure if we're going to go get some pizza or get some cheeseburgers or something, but we'll figure it out. Ding. Uh, la- last question here, Coach. Um, what color will be the first wine shirt you throw on this offseason? Oh, I don't know. I let my wife pick them out for me. She said I look good in certain <laughs> colors and certain lighting, so it just maybe depends on where we're going. Um, I also may celebrate a little too much, and I might have to get some new Hawaiian shirts. Uh, the three X's are getting kind of snug, so I might be moving up to the four X's. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, rip it on Andy Reid. That's, that's as bad as Bradshaw telling him to waddle over. <laughs> you don't think he wears – what size shirt do you think he wears? No, he's a four X. Yeah, come on. That's he's a four X. That guy, no, no way that's a three X. All right, well, we got the other other coach coming. Oh, hold hold on. Is that is that Mike Tomlin coming up in the stands? Oh, oh, coach. I didn't know he was here. I can't believe he made it to the Super Bowl. Take a seat, coach. We have some questions. <laughs> we have some we have some questions for you, uh, coach, 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 coach. Uh, how do you feel about having another winning season, being the only coach with? No losing seasons in your 19 careers, career years. Well, certainly uh, the standard is the standard. 
and uh, here in Pittsburgh, we aim to climb the mountain to plant our flag at that standard. So uh, we did it again this season. And uh, honestly, we're just looking ahead to next season, see if we can knock out another winning season. I mean, non-losing season. Coach, uh, George Pickens uh, had a great year with his limited number of opportunities that he had. Any plans next year to maybe you know, talk to Matt Canada and try to get Pickens more involved in that offense? Well, I do not talk to Matt Canada. Uh, he is a friend of mine, but uh, I sort of just let him do his thing, and then I do an exit interview with him at the end of the season. Uh, but for the most part, he and I do not communicate on a regular basis. So what he devises for our team is what's best for our team because he devised it. Uh, c- coach, 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 uh, speaking of uh, Mr. Canada, they, a lot of people expressed their uh, dissatisfaction to the way the offense was run. Um, did you, during your exit interview, did you speak to him about that? Or do, do you have any idea if things are going to change next year? What are you feeling? Uh, so I may have misspoken earlier when I said that we did an exit interview. Uh, I actually just texted him and said, you cool to come back. And uh, he took about three days to respond. Uh, but then he said, yep, Y-E-P. Well, so, 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 Coach, can you clarify? You said before you didn't talk to Matt Canada. Now you're saying you text him. Which one is it? We're getting mixed signals here. You do talk to him or you don't talk to him? Uh, no, that was that was the only time I texted him all season. Uh, I actually had to ask Kenny for his phone number because it was not in my phone. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did not have that man's phone number. So, um, next question. Uh, coach, Coach, if – if I told you that Matt Canada was fired three months ago, um, would you know that? Uh, well, there are some stating that it looked like Matt Canada had been fired prior to the season because it looked like uh, Jimmy, the 10-year-old from Section 412, uh, was calling our plays uh, because they looked that simplistic. Uh but again, I just guys, I'm just here to focus on the games. I, I don't, I don't want to really talk about things that had transpired, uh, the events that had uh, been undertaken in the previous season, because now we are focused on next season and not having a uh, losing season. I mean, having a winning season. All right, uh, coach. Um, there's an article from a very uh, well-respected uh, sports personality that went around the other day. I don't know if you saw about a uh, top 32 head coaches in the NFL, and you were listed at number five. I wanted your opinion, especially on those four guys ahead of you, and if you thought that was an appropriate spot for you to be on that list. Come on now, guys. I don't I don't pay attention to lists. Um, the only lists that I care about are the ones that uh, start with preparation and end with uh, being prepared. Those are the only lists I care about because I just want my team to come out and uh, have put in the preparation to be prepared. Uh Last question, Coach, um, and we'll end this on a lighter note. Uh, approximately how many pairs of aviator sunglasses do you own? Well, you know, again, going back to it, the standard is the standard. So uh, my standard rate of sunglasses is to have one uh, just kind of in the pocket of every jacket as well as uh, one in all the cup holders in my car so I can just reach and grab one at any point. Uh, so I have many, many pairs. All right. Thank you, Coach. It's great to see you at the Super Bowl. We were not expecting you <laughs> at all. 
Ain't that the truth? Not my not my best coach's corner. I was not prepared for that. Honestly, I did not think we were going there. Oh, you hit me with Patrick Mahomes, and you hit John with Andy Reid. So you darn sure I oh, was going to make sure you list. didn't. We're not done. We're not done. All right, okay. Matt. I I need some. I need my some. comedy veins or. Well, then just hit me with the cliches. Okay. Uh, I have someone that, that, that I think you guys are going to like. Um, next up to the podium, we have Frank Reich, the new coach of the Carolina Panthers. Frank, welcome we, welcome to Charlotte. Is this John or me? Oh, it's definitely Juan. Oh, okay, go ahead. Hey, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Real thrilled to be here. Uh, I'm here, here to answer some questions. Matt, Matt, are there any questions for Coach Reich? Uh, no, you can you can go, Coach. I don't I, think we I, have any questions. If you don't want to talk to me, Matt rules here. He's still in the building taking stuff out of his that locker. Was, he can come by and say something. That was the next one on my list. You got nothing for for Frank Reich? Okay, uh, Frank, I got a question. This is uh, Tom Jones from the uh, Charlotte Observer. Frank, yeah. nice to meet you. How bad was it in Indy? Well, uh, that organization, I just want to say from top to bottom, was just a class act. And uh, I'm really going to miss those guys being there every day. That's a group of men um, and that culture that we built. <laughs> but, you know, I'm also excited to be here in Charlotte now. And I was going to talk about being with the Carolina Panthers and we're going to try to build here. Um, What's uh, Coach, yeah, for, uh, what are you going to build here? What What is the first thing you're looking to do now that you're in the building? Oh, uh, just... <sighs> I think this place just needs kind of a, a little bit of a culture change from what was here before, and uh, that starts with finding some leaders. You know, leaders, leaders of men to take control of this team, and finding guys that the other people can look up to. Uh, and I think that's kind of my first job here is to find who can be those guys, and uh, to talk to the guys and see kind of the, the current areas we can improve upon. So that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, hey, hey, coach. Um... One thing they do in Bank of America Stadium is on the Jumbotron, they have like a little animated panther that kind of jumps around the stadium. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? I have not. And uh, honestly, the idea of that scares the crap out of me. So I hope that's uh, not the case. Um, well, I, was... I think I speak for millions of people that asking if, you know, you're going to keep that because that's really what holds Charlotte together. <laughs> I mean, if that's what the fans want, we'll keep it. Personally, for me, I'd pre- prefer just to focus our time and energy on football and how to win games here because that's something this organization has not done in like eight years. Um, but I also think we need to get rid of the keep pounding thing. That's a distraction to what's going on. <laughs> um, oh. As well as that Sir Percat thing, he needs to go. We need to get something newer, a little more feisty out there. So I think we need to change all around. All right. Thanks, Coach Wright. Thanks, Coach. Next up, to the podium. I don't even know Reich enough to even know what he does with says. I know. I know. Nobody I, does. I, 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 again, this segment is all about them cliches. Just trying to find but It's the, still fun if you know the person, though, and can make cliches yeah, that's true. Like, to them. Like, you did a really good Tomlin. Yeah, it's in the eyes. Because you've the, suffered through. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched enough of his bullcrap press conferences where he says nothing and I couldn't tell you one thing about Frank Reich. No. I, I just saw one like three minute interview where they interviewed him at his daughter's house after he got hired, and that that was it. So, just seemed like a normal dude. Hmm. 
Uh, well, I, I got one. I got I got a couple more here that I, I wanted to. I, I just think we would be remiss if we did not get to these last few. So, uh, please, please give me Nick Sirianni. Okay, yeah, Nick Sirianni. You're the losing coach of the Super Bowl. Welcome to the podium. Oh, uh, hey guys, this is Nick Sirianni. <laughs> coach, uh, terrible call there at the end. I, actually, I'm gonna back out a second. Did you guys see his answer to this question about like? He was just so poised, and I don't know. Anyway, here's the question, Coach. Uh, the holding call at the end, how did your team take that? Uh, obviously, um, there's a lot you can do on the field uh, to take it out of the uh, referee's hands, um, and we didn't do a good job stopping the run. We didn't do a good job stopping the pass. Um, so I think that if we just grew the flower a little bit more, <laughs> we watered the flower that we wouldn't have had to um, – Rely on the uh, refs to not make a call. Hey, uh, Coach, what do you think of your defense there in the second half and just not being able to slow down Patrick Mahomes, who's probably the best quarterback in the league, but just your defense and Mahomes, that just, what, what happened there? Uh, obviously, when you're game planning um, for a game like this, you want to really avoid big plays by the opposing quarterback, and we really didn't do a good job um, of that. But I think our boys really played really, really hard, and I'm really happy for them to make it this far. Uh, Coach, what, what can you say about the play of your quarterback? Jalen Hurts fumbles, comes back, shows a lot of uh, gusto and bringing his team back. Obviously, Jalen is a great player, and this is what I kind of spoke about when I was talking about watering the flower is – we watered that flower last year, and I think you, everyone in the world is seeing that flower bloom in the beautiful bloom that is Jalen Hurts. Uh, last question, Coach. Uh, so so what's, kind, what's your message to the guys right now, losing a close one like that, being ahead, losing the Super Bowl? Like, what's the message that you send to them as the head coach? Uh, the message is the same as, as it's always been. We just got to continue to water that flower. <laughs> And trust me, it might not have bloomed fully this year, but trust me, if we just keep watering the flower, you put in a little fertilizer, put a little off-season, you know, you know, clip, clip the thorns and everything, we just got to keep doing the fundamentals, and that flower will bloom. Thanks, Coach. Are you worried about overwatering the flower, Coach? No, you actually can't overwater flowers. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate your time. <laughs> Go get them next year. All right, well, I got one more for you. You ready for this one? All right, let's hear it. All right, we're here for the introductory press conference for uh, new head coach of the Denver Broncos, Sean Payton. Sean, welcome. Am I Sean Payton? Yes, I, that's why I said your name. <gasps> Can I be like Matt Rule doing an exit interview? Nope, you are Sean Payton. <laughs> that seems way more fun. You are Sean Payton. Hey, Sean, first off, can okay. you uh, can you talk to us about the uh, – the admiration you hold for Russell Wilson. <laughs> no. Uh, hey, hey, Coach. Uh, can you talk to us about how trash Russell Wilson is? Oh yeah. Uh, first thing, we're getting rid of him. Uh, that that's going on the record book. Is we are moving on in a different direction from Russ. Um, he is just not the man that I thought that he was, and this. 
organization just deserves better. So we're going to move on and uh, go get out an elite guy like Sam Darnold um, and bring him in. (laughs) (laughs) Trade for Derek Carr. So. Yeah, Coach, this is Ronald um, Davis from the, I don't know, whatever, Denver Inquirer. What did you like most about Russ's game that brought you to Denver? Uh, probably that Russ was a big uh, proponent of the, the bounty system um, and, <laughs> and uh, looking to take guys out on defense that we don't like. Uh, so I think just that mentality, um, the, the fact that dude's a winner, and the fact that his head coach trusted him to throw the ball on the one-yard line instead of handing it off says a lot about that guy. Um, so I'm excited to work with him, and, and uh, especially you know working with guys like Drew Brees that I used to work with. Uh, I think there's just a lot of similarities between Drew and, and Russell. So, Russell. Uh, yeah, Coach, when 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 you saw the year that Russ had last year, and then you took a look at his contract and you vomited in your mouth. Um, <laughs> Was it breakfast or lunch that you tasted? Uh, well, I don't eat uh, breakfast or lunch. I fast during the day. Um, that's how I keep <laughs> looking so young at this age. Uh, so uh, nothing came out. It was actually just water um, and the smoothie <laughs> I had eaten the night before. Um, Coach, how did it feel when you knew that there was going to be a Netflix movie about you and they said that Kevin James was going to play <laughs> you? <laughs> well... Um, that topic I've been told by my lawyer not to talk about, so I will not be discussing that, even though I may have mentioned the word bounty before. Um, but that was taken out of context, so I'm not going to talk about that movie. I will say, though, that I love Kevin James, and uh, Mall Cop is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Coach. Um, I've got one more that uh, – well, i got two more here, but one's quick. Oh, if you guys, If you guys will indulge me, you guys have been good sports. Um you're paying us for this, right? Yeah, yeah, you checks in the mail. Chris will Venmo you. Uh, this last one, I'd like to take on the mantle if you guys could ask me some questions, if that is suitable to you gentlemen. Uh, who are you going to be? Okay, yeah, I was just looking for a, a verbal confirmation there, so thank you, Chris. We're here. We um, got you. So, I think we're locked in here. Yeah, so so back from, uh, from the Far East. Oh, it's Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, man. Oh, wow, Cliff. Is that a... Is that a Thai wife next to you? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Coach. Um, did you know that your tenure with the Arizona Cardinals was pretty much over when they gave uh, Kyler that big contract and had the no- the homework clause in it? Kyler. Kyler. <laughs> Oh, dude, I, yo, I knew a Kyler. Yo, okay, so wild. I used to work, I don't know, it was really hot, but I used to work with this dude named Kyler, and he was like, he was like a shorter guy. Oh, my God, he could throw. He was fast, too. Um, What was the question? Uh, Next question. Um, Sorry, just just follow up really quick. if you could describe the air raid offense in in a couple words, how would you describe it? Uh, what is that? Thanks, coach. Air raid. Okay. 
Yeah. I like how this is supposed to be cliche. Now this is turning into yeah, not cliche. Making fun just, of the I had to get Cliff Kingsbury. There's one more to the podium. Uh, well, actually, we were supposed to have one more to the podium, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is currently unavailable. He's uh, in the middle of his dark, I, I, whatever weird trip he's doing at the moment. So that's it. That's all I got. Thanks for okay, playing. Okay. Okay. First of all, first of all, okay. Let's. I'm not going to stand for the bad mouthing of Aaron Rodgers. All right. Listen, sure, I don't agree with all of his stances, but he's not hurting anyone, and he's out there living his best life. All right, and no one's going to take that away. I wasn't making fun of him. I was just stating that he was currently unavailable. Yeah, he might be hurting people with some of his takes. Well, that's true. He's not hurting anybody with this one, uh, I don't believe, unless it's himself. So, uh, no, he just seems to be uh, a little out there, which is fine. Just eccentric and different. And it is a little, I don't know. I think it's a little comical when we think about the grand scale picture of, Aaron, what are you going to do playing football next year? I don't know. Probably need to go sit in the dark for four days. Hey, sometimes that's how people process their things. That's fair. Yeah. So I got to, so, okay. So now that we're on this topic, so Aaron Rodgers, what team is he going to be on next year? Matt, go. Big Jets. John? Packers. Yeah, I'm saying Packers. Hmm. Derek Carr. Matt? We've had this conversation before, Matt. We did yeah, this yeah, we podcast. did it. Thanks for listening, Chris. Jeez. Oh, oh. Uh, sorry, I don't listen to any of your podcasts. No, it, it, okay, never mind. There's I a mean, couple of them that, that I feel have changed since we had that conversation. Like well, Matt asked me these questions, and yeah, I answered them. I, the Carr one's interesting because I saw that he is, he will not allow himself to be traded. So they're going to have to cut him, and he's going to sign. Actually, I take back the Rodgers thing. They're probably just going to sign Carr and hope that they can remedy whatever Zach Wilson situation while Carr's the makeshift. Yeah, we, we went through a hole that Garoppolo was on there too. He's probably going to end up in Vegas. All right, well, why don't you just tell me what you, so what you, you say, decided? What are you saying about Carr? What, what are you saying? I don't know. Where's Carr going? Who needs a QB? Didn't you just say he was going to the Jets? Well, it's. Well, he said Rogers was. I think Carr or Rogers. No, he changed his mind. I think what logically makes the most sense is I think if we flipped all these guys, I think Rogers going to the Bay and and being the Niners QB while they figure out the Lance Purdy thing for two okay. year stopgap. Carr goes to New York and continues that disaster, and uh, Jimmy G goes to play for McDaniel's in Vegas. He just seems like a Vegas QB. I don't think. Aaron Rodgers is getting traded. Like, what is the team going to have to give up to get Aaron Rodgers? A lot. Does San Francisco even have first-round picks? No. They traded doubt it. so many picks to get bum Trey Lance, who can't even stay on the field. Yeah, I don't know. I th- when do we think we get – better question, when do we think we get clarity on some of these QB moves? Like, next two weeks or so? Eh. Derek, well, Derek Carr is going to happen fast, I would I think, think. Actually, what makes the most sense for Carr, it feels like him just going to Indy. And, I mean, they'll probably draft somebody, but he could be a stopgap. Just going in the middle of the country, sort of no man's land, new coach. What about the Titans? That seems like a Tannehill team. He was one of those that I asked you about, too. That just seems like... I don't know what they do with Tannehill. I guess the Bucks now need a QB too. What about the Panthers? 
God, it, calm Frank down. Reich, You're set. PJ Walker. How dare you just, you know? Frank Reich is going to absolutely lose it if the team he's on <laughs> trades for a middle of the pack aging quarterback. Panthers. Well, what's their other gonna, option? They have to draft someone or trade for someone. That's they don't why have I think anyone. they're gonna they're trading up to the first overall. pick. Actually, maybe that's your solution, one. Maybe you need to go sign Derek Carr. That guy was good thirty six months ago. He's, that's a nice way of saying three years ago. Oh wait, no, I meant to say eighteen months ago, not thirty six. Eighteen oh. math. That's not my strong suit. No, maybe Derek Carr is your guy. The defense is good enough to win now, right? Yes. Coach, I think is top of the league, high quality. So what are you missing? Well, you're missing offense. The line is pretty solid, right? You've got mm-hmm. what's his uh, what's the receiver's name? DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. You could use another receiver. So I think that's a good point. If you if you think about it, like I think the Panthers would have to try really hard to not win the NFC South. Yeah, I, there's your like, unless Go unless get... maybe like something crazy happens, like Aaron Rodgers goes to the Bucks or something weird like that but i think like you don't need to trade up for the first round just get a middle of the pack quarterback and you could probably win the af the nfc south yeah i don't hate it if the price is right to get them one what pick you got six ten hmm. yeah dude go get you screw the forget drafting a qb go get Derek carr and draft one of these these wide receivers coming out, if you can get a Jordan Addison or get a, a Quentin Johnson out of uh, Johnson out of TCU. Like, I've seen Quentin Johnson out of TCU going to Panthers in mocks anyway. Then you've got, a, you've got a, a quarterback who's behind a good line. He's got a good defense. He's got two quality receivers to throw to. He's got a good coach. That's your solution. You don't need to draft C.J. Stroud and play the, ooh, will he be good, won't he be good game for three years. So I have a question. So didn't Derek Carr have good weapons in Las Vegas? Yeah, but I think there was a lot of weird stuff there. With It seems Waller was hurt more than we give credit. It seemed like there was such a – I don't know, Juan. You can offer your thoughts on this too. It seemed like there was a – like a not everybody bought in type deal. Like McDaniels came in and the culture was not right. I mean, <clears throat> Carr had some press conference where he's like, I'm out here – given my body for this team and some players don't feel the same. Like it just did. It felt like a disaster on a couple different levels. Yeah, it was a weird situation like it. And then I looked a little bit kind of at the, uh, the Raiders subreddit and we'd read around and everyone just blamed McDaniels. Like everyone just blamed him for everything and they absolutely hate him. And they all seem to love Carr there and really upset that he's leaving. Um, actually, while we were doing this, I got a thing about Carr that said that, Upon his release on Tuesday, the Saints, the Titans, the Jets, and the Panthers are supposed to be the ones that are interested in him. Oh, so. man, it's happening, Juan. If they get him, you don't draft a QB. I, I don't think Correct. That's, I, don't. that's not a good plan. Well, unless unless you're going to take someone in the third round. Or, or, you oh, know. yeah, absolutely, but that 10th pick is no longer – C.J. Oh, Stroud is off the board. Yeah, yeah you, you wouldn't use the top 10 pick. You, you could even consider trading down. Man, you could conceivably dr- – Sign car, draft a receiver, win the division. Holy crap, on you're a four seed. Ooh. Get get your doors blown off. Keep pounding. Playoffs, but... That's okay. That just happened to the Giants, and 
Matt thinks Dayball did a fantastic job. So that's, that's good. That's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, Reich will hey, be 13 hey, on all that matters, next year. All that matters is getting to the playoffs, baby. Yep. I'll take that. No, 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 no. Sorry. All that matters is not having a losing season. So if you improve in that category, you're better next year. Won't. See, we brought a full circle. Ha- Tomlin what, again. Has any team <clears throat> made the playoffs that had a losing record? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that Seahawks team from like 2013, Charlie Whitehurst playing on a Sunday night. Yeah. All right, well, we should wrap, boys. Okay. Juan's over there yawning. I got to go to bed at some point. This was a pleasure, as always. Go team. Yup. Go team. Miss an NFL till next year. Be sad. Hey. Oh, yeah. Matt. Jeez, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Matt, I love you. I don't know what you guys are going to put at the end of an episode now. After I, I, I got to stay on the call until the very last bit. So, no, I think we just roll. We just roll the same thing. Jeez, I haven't that, saved. Yeah, yeah. Just that's. That I Nick? think that's our calling. Yeah. That, <laughs> I listen. I don't. We'll do this off call. I don't want to ruin the the. Yeah. Okay. All this right, is kind of an industry All right. secret. All right. Oh, I forgot. I wanted. To, I wanted to share with you guys. Juan asked me to come up with a bit, oh. uh, like. Like, uh, like share things about being a parent or being a teacher. So I got one for you real quick. Uh, so I'm going to call this share and tell, okay? I, whether it's my kids or my students. So Wait, did you say share and tell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you for a clarification for all the valued listeners. Okay, so I had this student uh, like two weeks ago, and he tells me, you remind me of my old teacher. And then he like paused, and he kind of tilted his head, and he said, but he didn't make it. I think you're going to make it. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? And then I turned around and some other kid squirted me in the face with a water bottle. So there you go. Share and tell. Life of a high school. I'm glad I'm not a teacher. Public education. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, listen, listen. I don't want to go on a rant about education system. And, <laughs> but, like, listen, as a guy who, who got in trouble for trying to lead a re- a rebellion in a classroom. I couldn't imagine squirting a teacher in the face with a water oh, this bottle. Was, this was after school. This was the kid was the last leave in my last class of the day, and then um, some other kid that just comes to visit me because I'm a valued, uh, inspirational, adult role model uh, came into my room to hang out. You know, come say hey. He actually reminds me of Drew a little bit. He just comes into my room. And he taps all my... That's not a good thing. Yeah, well, I didn't say it was. He, uh, he comes in and taps all my desks and, like, messes with things. And the whole while, like, he's like a shark. He never stops moving. Um, just tries to argue with me, and then he leaves my room and goes home. We should have um, him on one day. No. Matt, I think these... Listen, I, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but it sounds like yes, these kids do. are walking all over, all over you like a freaking doormat. Like guys, don't squirt water in my face, okay? <laughs> if we do that again, we're gonna have problems. Ah, that's fine. All right, well that was that was my share and tell for you guys. So there you go. All right, we'll wrap. Go team. Go team. All right, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to Matt on the mic. I love you, Chris.